One of the main topics you'll hear people talking about in the fitness, health, and even the personal development industry is diet. What you eat. Veganism, the carnivore diet, keto, all these options might seem appealing depending on who you hear them from. But what's the truth about diet and how should you really manage that aspect of your life? What's up everybody, welcome to the transformation journey, this is your host Emiliano speaking and today's episode is all about a conversation on this topic. Today my guest is Mark Metri. Mark is a mental health advocate who I connected with back in 2021. This is Mark's round two on the show and the rich chat gets fully into the topics of diet and health. It is of course a broad subject, but I think you'll end up with a handful of tools that will help you choose what you nurture your body with and whose advice on food you listen to. As always, you know I appreciate listening to what you have to say or seeing you engage in any way. So hit me up on Instagram, subscribe to the show, give it a share, you know, the usual stuff. Thanks in advance for listening and without further ado, let's get into episode 47 of the podcast with Mark Metri. Thank you for coming again on the show. This is round two with you and I'm excited for it. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we've, already talked a little, <clears throat> we've already talked a little bit about like our experiences through the last months since our first episode, but I would like you to um, like give us a little overview of how these last months have been for you. And I mean, like one thing, one one way that would be interesting to begin with is by you sharing like the most uh, fun or or even the most challenging experience that you have been through in this past month. Uh, yeah, man. Well, th- thanks again for having me on. And uh, you know, I don't know if you're gonna introduce me or anything in your podcast, but yeah, I will. But but I mean, if you want to introduce yourself as well, yeah, sure. Fine. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I'm a, I'm an author. I have my own book called Screw Being Shy. Uh, it's all about like helping people through social anxiety. Uh, I had a top podcast for years. I'm a two times TEDx speaker. Now I'm a mental health counselor and I'm also a certified nutrition coach. And, um, you know, like you asked me, what's the most you know challenging thing I've been through is, uh, you know, like at the beginning of this year, I went through uh, like a breakup and mm-hmm. uh, I was depressed for like a month. And I really started to wake up and realize that like all this pain that I feel inside of me, I can't just like sit here because it's not going to go away. And like the reality is like, you have to take that pain and you have to convert it into a different kind of pain. And that's why I've been going to the gym, you know? And so I've been using that physical pain to grow through the mental, the emotional, the psychological pain. Uh, I've been trying to bulk a lot, been eating a lot. And honestly, like, Life right now is amazing, but it started off at the beginning of this year, literally terrible. Like literally, I didn't think I would end up there, Mm. Uh, but honestly, it was one of the best things to have happened to me. And I'm so glad that it happened. And, uh, you know, now I'm just like living life every day. I have uh, like unlimited motivation. (laughs) It's Uh awesome. Yeah. Something similar happened to me recently. I mean, I didn't go through a breakup or anything like, well, it was something like that but it was not really a breakup it was just like uh i don't know a first time experience with romance and those things i guess and it it it's always it, the girls bro yeah yeah <laughs> and it, it it did bring me down like for for some weeks um and that that did help me a lot like working out and like transforming that pain or using that pain in other ways 
and and with the gym what has been like your your approach with it what's your routine how do you like work out overall yeah you know so before this year i was going to the gym but like i wasn't really going that consistently or like mm -hmm. i wasn't really pushing myself that hard um and i honestly never saw results except maybe my body like looked a little bit more tone mm -hmm. and like i had a little bit more muscle for me like the biggest thing that there was a breakthrough in the gym was just eating you know like i like you know me I, I like on the last time i came on here i was talking about the power of healthy eating so i was always eating healthy but it turns out i just wasn't eating enough and that was one of the biggest things and once i started to bulk which was like i started to go from eating three meals a day to eating like five meals a day then all of a sudden i saw my entire body transform and mm. i could lift way heavier in the gym and i started eating a, a ton of protein and ever since that like that's completely changed um, and then also too, like I just started to hang out with people who go to the gym. I started to hang out with my friends who are bodybuilders. They told me like, Hey Mark, make sure you eat this amount of protein, uh, take creatine, the supplement. Uh, and I started doing those things and it just completely changed my life. You know what I mean? How about you? How's the gym journey for you, Ben? It's been, so I started working out properly like three months ago in September, but I'm working out here in my, in my house. I, we bought this weights and we bought a barbell, uh, dumbbells nice. and discs. Um, nice. And I've been working out with that. I mean, I, I would like to get into a gym because there are some things that I cannot like properly do here in my home. Uh, I know like uh, chest flies, for example, with like a, a machine would probably be uh better for that yeah um th there are some things that i struggle with here uh but it, it's fun because i mean i get to like play my music loud here i get to shout it's just it's my space so i mean I, I i can have fun with it but i've been learning a lot about that thanks to a friend of mine who has been bulking for a year and yep. I mean, he was like one of these, one of the skinniest guys that I knew. And now he's just like, he's, he's <laughs> very strong. Um, and I mean, that, and that inspired me a lot. And that's how I've been getting into the gym. But I I've have probably been struggling with diet and those things. Because for me, it's mostly like I eat what, what my mom makes. So <laughs> I, I do add a little Sorry. bit of protein to those things. But, but I mean... <laughs> I, I do not have like a proper nutrition plan. Have you got one? Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm a, I'm like a certified nutrition coach. It's mm -hmm. like part of what I do as a living. And it's the most important thing, man, you know, and, and it's mm. amazing that you have your mom that cooks you meals. But like, I, I posted this on my story the other day and I said, uh, not knowing how to cook equals mm -hmm. you're holding your goals, your goals as hostage. So if you really think about that, like a lot of guys, especially guys, uh, your mom cooks for you, your girlfriend, your wife cooks for you, uh, or you eat out, you go to restaurants, you get takeout. The reality is, is that it's going to be very hard for you to like grow muscle if that's mm -hmm. the case, because you need a lot, a lot of protein. Mm -hmm. Like that's really the main thing, you know, like um, what a lot of people don't know is that when you eat carbohydrates and fat carbohydrates and fat, that's what fuels your body. That's what gives your body energy. But when you eat protein, protein is actually what builds the structure of your body, of your organs, of your muscles, you know? And so protein is like the most important thing. And everyone has a different philosophy around it. But what I learned like in my training 
is you should have one gram of protein per pound mm. of body weight. Mm. So right now, I at the beginning of this year, I was like 150 pounds. Now I'm like 200. Um, and I consume, I try to consume every day, 200 grams of protein. So that's like, if you want to hit maximum, like that's the, the, the hierarchy, like the goal, um, you know? And so that's really the most important thing. Like if you consume, uh, one pound or one gram of protein, excuse me, per pound of body weight, then that's what you got to do. And then also just make sure that you're eating enough calories. Mm -hmm. But when you, you say know, one gram of protein per pound, it's like one gram of like pure protein, not one gram of beef or one gram of chicken or so. So you eat more yeah. than 200 grams of meat and chicken and those things throughout the day. Yeah, I mean, so chicken breasts, for example, is just protein. Eggs have protein and fat, depending on the cut of beef. Most beef is just protein, but it has fat. Mm. Um, milk has protein and fat, you know? So there's some things that have just protein or just fat. Um, but like every, like, for example, a, an egg has six grams of protein, mm -hmm. you know? And so, uh, if your goal is to get 200 grams of protein, <laughs> you know, obviously I don't recommend that, but I also <laughs> six eggs a day, you know? Mm -hmm. So, uh, um, so yeah, so you just want to get like the amount of protein per body weight. Uh, to match it up, like for example, like a, a cut of like a three ounce piece of chicken has like th 35 grams of protein. Uh, uh, a steak, ha I mean, obviously it depends. A steak has like 65, 70 grams of protein, mm. you know? And so um, there's different foods that have different amounts of protein and, and fat, but that's like the most important thing. Fish is also a great source of protein. Um, milk is a great source of protein if you're not lactose intolerant. What about bugs? Because I have seen that. Uh, what about like, what? Bugs, bugs and insects. Because uh, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know what's. Uh, sorry, no, go ahead. no, no, yeah, no, go ahead. Well, you know what's crazy. Uh -huh. You know what's crazy is that like, uh, like they they like so. What's crazy is that like, when I started talking about eating healthy like six years ago, right? Everyone, the first thing that comes to someone's mind when they eat healthy, is oh, eat a lot of fruits and vegetables. You know. And fruits and vegetables can definitely have like nutrients and vitamins and all this stuff, right? Mm -hmm. But compared to meat, they don't. And so like they've literally convinced people that you should eat the animal's food, but not the animal. The animal is where all the nutrition is. The animal's body, because animals are herbivores, most of them, not all of them, their bodies know how to process plants to maximum bioavailability and then convert the plants into high quality protein and fats for us to ingest right away. And mm -hmm. so the bugs is the same thing. So they're literally taking food that animals eat and they're trying to feed it to humans when in reality human beings should be eating the animals. It's like, it's like telling a wolf or a lion, Hey, you should start eating grass. You should start eating bugs. No, a lion, a wolf eats an animal. Like that's its diet. And that's what we are as humans. And then what about vegan protein and those things? I mean, I, I want to start getting into veganism. I'll tell you. Because I mean, yeah. What, what are your, your thoughts on that? Yeah. So I'll tell you this, right? So I'm, I'm Coptic Orthodox Christian. And I grew up in my religion where every single year, about half of the days in the year, I was vegan. Because that's what that religion calls for. And there was also a period in my life where I went vegan for like three months. Um, and so I respect people who eat, who are vegans because they're religious, like vegans, like they're mm. from India. I respect people like that. 
I mean, I think that people should eat whatever they want, but at the same time, like veganism is the biggest scam in the world. And I'll tell you why. Um, you ever heard of Kellogg's? Yeah. The company. Yeah, yeah. So Kellogg's in America and, and I assume in other places in the world, they sell like the cereal, they sell granola bars, they sell oatmeal. They're like a huge billion dollar company. The guy who created that company, Kellogg's, that's his name, literally started veganism in America in like 1920. And the reason why is because he was saying that people are getting too horny and too sexual because they're, I'm not even joking, because they're eating meat. And actually it makes sense because meat contains cholesterol. Cholesterol is what controls your hormones, especially your testosterone. The more testosterone you have, the more healthy of a guy you are and the more you want to have sex. So he's not necessarily <laughs> wrong there. And so this guy Kellogg's is like, we have to eliminate the you know sexualization in America and so he literally started to feed people cornflakes and bran flakes and all these wheat and all these plant-based products. And he created veganism. And he created this, this propaganda that said, oh, uh, nobody's vegan because the animal industry, because the meat industry is trying to control you. When in reality, it's the other way around. If you look at the major food companies in America, they are all plant-based vegan companies, all of them. They all make products and junk food out of wheat, soybeans, corn. Uh, they make all the seed oils, canola, soybean oil. Mm -hmm. And the reason why, and this, this goes into like the government and, and policy and economics. The reason why is because before World War II, there were no big food companies like we have today. And what happened is after World War II, America and, and governments around the world, they're like, we have to create our own food supply just in case we get into another world war and we need to be food independent. And so mm. government started to fund subsidized crops. So the government started to give money to farmers to grow wheat, corn, potatoes, soy, all these plant-based products that create all the processed junk food that we see in the world today. And so the, there are these huge companies, billion dollar companies that were created through using government money through growing plants and ever since um ever since this there has been a global push to get people to eat vegan ever since like a hundred years ago i remember being in school in 1997 when the american food pyramid was released mm. and in the food pyramid at the bottom layer it says eat <clears throat> six to eleven servings of grains then eat vegetables then eat fruits and then at the very minimum eat animal products so they've been telling people to go vegan to go plant-based for decades and decades and decades why there is literally no much um there is no animal there's no food excuse me there's no food in the world that is as nutrient dense that's a healthy whole food as in it's natural than meat is and Beef so what these a any kind of meat and the, there's not a single um maybe there's exceptions but like if you look at the nutrient profile of protein fats vitamins minerals of meat compared to plants plants it's like this much animals it's like this much mm. and, and for example I'll, I'll specifically break down why i'm saying this so there's a scale created called the diaas which is the digestible um, index of amino acid profile 
This is a scale that was created by scientists around the world that governments use that evaluates the quality of protein. And the way that they evaluate the protein is that like, so what they found is that, that if you're consuming animal-based products, your body is absorbing 90, 95, 100% of the protein. If you eat plant-based products, your body is absorbing 40 50% of the protein. So for example, like all nuts, nuts and seeds, like everyone says, oh, it's protein, protein. It's not really protein. It has a 40% digestible index. Mm. Um, wheat has a 50% uh, protein of absorbability. All these vegetables, all these plants, their bioavailability in your body is very low. And so if you're eating, for example, an egg, which has six grams of protein, your body is getting six grams of protein. If you're eating uh, six grams of protein from almond butter or whatever it is, you're only really getting three grams of protein. And so like, you can look this up. This is all science. This is not like my opinion. Um, and so plant-based protein by default is inferior to animal-based protein. It's a scientific fact. It's why all the bodybuilders drink milk and eat mm. eggs and eat steak. It's why <clears throat> men and people in general have always eaten animal products. And this is literally the only time in human history where people are saying, hey, you know that diet that we've been eating for thousands of years? Screw it. Let's just eat <laughs> plants and twigs and bugs. Mm. And people ask me like, Mark, why do you care about this? The reason why I care about this is because I'm a mental health advocate. If you talk to anybody who studied the human brain, anybody who studied neuroscience, none of them are vegan because they all understand the human brain thrives off animal products. For example, specifically omega-3 fatty acids. The U.S. military did a study on veterans, like people who used to be in the military, who mm -hmm. killed themselves, who committed suicide. And what they found was that the people who committed suicide they had a deficiency in omega-3 fatty acids. And omega-3 fatty acids come from fish, only fish. And so I care about this conversation because it's directly connected to mental health and animal products give us our mental health. And so like there is no alternative plant-based protein. You could eat whatever you want. And so like what's happening right now, I'll tell you, Right now what's happening is you have a group of people on Instagram who are all these vegan influencers. There's a lot of girls who are vegan influencers because mm -hmm. girls are more likely to be victims of what I call the vegan industrial complex where they show you know pictures of these animals being tortured and being slaughtered and girls are more likely to feel emotional and say, oh, I'm not going to eat meat anymore. But what's interesting is that the number one nutrient deficiency in the world is in women and it's anemia, which is a lack of iron. So what happens is they all go to the doctor, the doctor supplements them an iron supplement. It doesn't even end up working half the time. The number one source of iron is red meat. The number one food people are told to avoid is red meat. Mm -hmm. There's a direct correlation in there. And so like, these people who are vegan influencers, they have the genetics to be impervious to diet. So there are certain people in the world based on their genetics where it doesn't matter what they eat, their health will always be okay. 
And so you have a percentage of people who have this genetic anomaly, which really doesn't matter what they eat. They could be eating junk food, but then they choose to be vegan and then they make all these reels and these TikToks and they push all like this vegan influencer propaganda. They get people to go vegan, but most people don't have this genetic abnormality. Most people are affected by what they eat. And so you literally have a culture of people that is right on, oh, I'm I'm doing the right thing. I'm saving the planet. I'm not torturing animals. I'm a good person. I'm better than you. And it's literally built off a group of people who have genetic abnormalities that allow them to exist without <laughs> meat when the vast majority of people are not like that. And so people go vegan and their health literally suffers. They are, their, their health declines. Maybe they're able to do it for a year, three years, four years, five years, but then their body starts to break down eventually. And that's why like right now we're getting like this entire renaissance of people who used to be vegans, who are waking up to the reality of like, listen, bro, you're not a farm animal. You're not an mm. herbivore. <laughs> Human beings are omnivores. The science says that human history says that. There's never been a society in human history that has been 100% vegan. It's never existed. And so the fact that people are trying to do this now, it's like the most unnatural fueled by profit. And what, what it really is, is that corporations are trying to control money and they're trying to control the supply of money because everybody in the world eats. And so if you can control the food supply, you control money. Do you know, do you know who the number one, um, uh, owner of farmland is in the United States. I have heard that Bill Gates, uh, but I'm not, I'm not sure. Yeah, you can look it up. Bill Gates is the number one owner of farmland. Why? If you look at Bill Gates's investor profile, he has invested over a hundred million dollars into plant-based companies because what he wants to do is he wants to take food, which has been something that you know, the farmers grew in your community, um, you know, it, the farmers grew it, every town, every state has a different food supply. That's, that's how food should be. What they're trying to do is they're trying to create these huge conglomerate billion dollar global companies that can just grow all this soy and grow all this corn on all these fields and use AI and automation to automatically grow it and then take that food and then package it up and then sell it to every grocery store in America. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to capitalize and industrialize meat, which is like one of the few foods in the world that has not been processed of course there is processed meat and, and things like that and hot dogs that isn't good mm -hmm. for you um you know but like that's exactly what they're trying to do so it's all about money and what they're trying to do is they're trying to influence people and say oh it's for your health oh it's for the environment even though there's no correlation between your health or the environment when it comes mm -hmm. to veganism it, it's like the biggest scam i've ever seen in my life and i just finally started to talk about this because like it's it's literally harming so many people. And the last thing that I'll tell you, man, is that every week, literally every week, I get a group of people who message me, who DM me on Instagram or on LinkedIn or on my email. And they literally tell me, Mark, I used to be vegan. Mark, I used to be vegetarian for years. I had a steak after I listened to your content. I had a fish. I started to eat eggs. And they literally tell me like, holy shit, like I feel like my brain is coming back. I literally had a, a little girl who was like 14 years old who was vegan 
literally told me that her nails were falling out. Her hair was falling out. And after she listened to my advice, all of her health problems went away. So it, it, it's crazy. Like, they, like this narrative is damaging so many people, especially younger people, especially mm -hmm. girls. It's insane. Yeah, I've seen that a lot with like people my age or friends of mine, especially girls who are mm -hmm. vegan or some sort of like, yeah, they, they have some sort of uh, vegan or vegetarian diet. Um, and they do have problems at times. Um, and yeah, there's there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, I would like to start like with, for example, with Nowadays, uh, one of the key arguments uh, I think uh, that people talk about to uh, like make others go vegan is sustainability. And so you say that uh, like veganism overall doesn't really affect like this uh, sustainability and uh, environmental things. I'll tell um, you. So <clears throat> what's really interesting, right, about the uh, sustainability argument for veganism, right, is like. Um, you know, so I totally see why some people are saying that like factory farming is not good for the environment. I, I totally see that. And factory farming is like, it happens in America a lot, specifically with like pork and chickens, where they'll take a bunch of chickens, like literally millions of chickens, and they'll store them in a warehouse and like they'll shove them in there. The chickens aren't walking around. They're consuming a bunch of water. They're eating all this stuff. I could see how that could potentially be not so great for the environment. But this is the thing. I would also make the argument that says veganism actually hurts the environment. And the reason why I say that is because if you talk to any farmer, if you talk to any agricultural expert, who understands ecosystems in the world and sustainability, they will tell you it is impossible to have a sustainable environment without animals. And the reason why is because, for example, let's take cows. Cows are actually uh, the most sustainable animal, even though they are the most demonized and they're told that, the, you know, cows and red meat is destroying the environment. The reason why I say that is because what does a cow eat? All a cow eats is grass. And so cows have grown same way with other ruminant animals. Like in America, there were hundreds of millions of ruminant animals like uh, bison and buffalo mm -hmm. and cows in America in fields. And these cows would just run around and they'd, you know, climb up mountains and they'd eat all the grass. Okay. And so if you look at it, cows, they're actually in environments that people are not using. Like cows that have like their environments that have rocks in them, you can't farm in them. And and what's happening is that when a cow enters into an environment, a cow will actually re-restore the environment. Why? Because what happens is a cow will eat the grass and then it'll poop. And then that manure is then going into the soil, and that manure is revitalizing the soil. What a lot of people don't understand is that. All the nutrients in the world that come from our food, they don't come from plants. Plants get them from the soil. And the soil gets it from bacteria. And so what's happening is that if you are growing plants, but the soil is being destroyed because you don't have animal feces and animal manure refertilizing it, then what happens is you grow plants that have no nutrients. 
And for example, in America, this is the case. If you ever, if you come to America and if you ever buy pasta or if you buy any wheat product and you look at the back of the box, it'll tell you wheat. And then it'll have all of like these like random chemical names of like theamine, riboflavin. And these are all the chemical names of B vitamins. And what happens is they spray these B vitamins with chemicals in the soil because the soil is being destroyed. And so think about it this way, right? If you're someone who is not vegan, right? And you eat it and you eat steak, right? You're probably going to eat like a cow a year, like realistically speaking, you're going to eat like a cow a year in terms of like the, the meat on it, right? That cow is literally revitalizing the environment. It's literally pooping. It's eating the grass. It's literally restoring the environment. And for example, farmers know if you ever have an area of land that's destroyed, all you need to do is put cows. And cows, if you come back years later, the land will literally be filled with grass. It'll be filled with with bugs. It'll be filled with little animals. Now, okay, uh, and also too, like when you eat a cows and steak, it's very, very calorically dense. It's very, very protein dense, right? So like you don't need to eat a lot. It's like it has a lot of nutrients and stuff that's jam packed in in you know less than a pound. But now look at the other perspective. Imagine you're vegan, right? So you're vegan, okay? Um, vegans, uh, by definition, they actually have to eat more like food volume wise. Because all plant-based food is lower in calories, lower in protein mm-hmm. naturally. So they have to physically, literally eat more food, okay? Now, think about what's happening and how they grow these plants. Literally what they do is they go into a forest. They literally destroy and cut down the entire forest to carve out a patch, a field of land. And then they literally destroy that land uh, just kill all the bugs. They kill all the small animals that are native inhabitants to that land. And then they literally put up these machines that are automatically growing soybeans or they're automatically growing wheat or soy or corn. They're, they're spraying the shit out of it with fertilizer and synthetic chemicals. And so literally like the person who's vegan, they're actually destroying the environment more because they're eating more. Number two, they're engaging in a system of agriculture that actively destroys the land. It actively destroys the soil versus someone who is an omnivore, like everyone should be, who's eating a cow a year. You're not destroying any environment. And so if you actually look at it, veganism actually destroys the environment more than a health sustainable approach for eating animals. And no one talks about this. Have you seen this guy, uh, Carnivore Aurelius? <laughs> of course. Because he, I mean, he, he sure is mostly memes, but I think that like packed overall, what you, what you just said is like his idea or his philosophy or, or what he shares it. Like sustainable farming, so to call it, with animals and plants and these things in one same land. Uh, like eating those things like that is more it's, it's much more sustainable than eating uh, industrialized plants which is just harming the environment or the environment more um, and if and you I mean, actually look at it too uh, like they're, 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 they've done studies and they've actually shown that there's a lot of plants that actually destroy the environment more than animals like for example almonds almonds you require a shit ton of water 
Mm. Uh, all of like these like random fruits that all like these vegan influencers are eating like oh goji berries and all these things <laughs> these are these are all imported from other countries where you literally have to put it on a jet and literally fly and fuel it and like the number one cause of uh climate change and environmental damage is literally <clears throat> fuel and transportation so it's like it, the it, the argument doesn't actually make any sense whatsoever hmm yeah, because that's that's another thing that I wanted to talk about. Like, how does this actually work in a city? So I, I live in Mexico City. We are like 21 million people here, I think. And I mean, like to go to a, a close uh, to a farm that is close to the city to buy like local stuff, local beef, local uh, vegetables, local fruits. You have to go like, uh, I don't know, one hour away from the city. And then you start finding these things like how, how does that look in a in a city as big as mexico city or maybe as new york city for example yeah i mean so you know a lot of the times like um like beef uh like on average is actually gonna be the most sustainable kind of meat at your local grocery store because beef they have to get it somewhere close to you um it, the same is not true for pork um for example um, you know, and so like, honestly, like the, the, the most, the best choices that I would say for meat is beef, fish, eggs. Um, and then what I would try to do is I would try to eat foods that are seasonal, you know, so like mm -hmm. there's different fruits and vegetables that are seasonal. Uh, I'm sure for you, it's always seasonal, but in America, they, they give us every fruit and vegetable all the time. Um, and like, that's not sustainable either, you know? And so um, I, I think the most important thing is like, it just goes down to what you can control as an individual, you know, because the re the reality is, is that the system is not going to change without the government, you know, and at the end mm -hmm. of the day, it you can, you just got to focus on what you got to focus on as an individual, you know, so like you as an individual, you just got to focus on fueling your body, right. And giving your body what it needs and leave the rest of the environment and the sustainability and all these arguments to the background because in terms of like the individual it's all a distraction hmm. so th there's not there's not much that you can control in, in this there's sense. not much that, yeah i mean unless you're loaded you know like uh, like money is the only thing that you can control really, mm -hmm. that will control your access to options and then i would like to go to the other side of the spectrum what about this uh carnivore guys that have been also going viral online I mean, what are your thoughts overall on, on like that ideology and yeah. also like on Liver King, for example, that that's yeah. uh, th that would be interesting to talk about. Yeah. So what I would say is this, I would rather go carnivore than go vegan because with carnivore, you actually give your body what it needs versus if you go to vegan, you are not. And mm -hmm. so if I had to choose, if I had to, I would go carnivore. But with that being said, like human beings were also not 100% carnivores. Like human beings ate fruit, you know, and human beings, they walked around the woods, they ate berries, they ate fruit, they ate honey. Uh, eventually, as human beings started to grow crops, they started to grow wheat and eat potatoes and, and roots and things like that. So in my opinion, like I think both of them are an extreme diet. Um, however, there is like a, a health use for carnivore. Um, and I talked about this, like a YouTube video of mine that, that I covered. If people are interested, it's called uh, why veggies may not always help. Um, and essentially what I talk about is there's a lot of people out there who have 
uh, gut microbiome type issues, whether they have some sort of a stomach or a gastrointestinal problem or even an, an autoimmune issue like asthma or some issue with their liver. All of these are connected to your gut microbiome and also including mental health issues as well. Um, and so what's interesting is that our gut microbiome is this ecosystem of trillions of bacteria in our body. And what a lot of people don't know is that these bacteria in our body, what they do is they eat plant fiber. So these bacteria, they don't touch meat. Your stomach acid takes care of that. They process plant fiber. And so if you have a lot of inflammation in your gut microbiome, if your gut microbiome is messed up, and most people in like America and the Western world, it is messed up. What's going to happen is that if you start eating plant fiber, more plant fiber, you're actually going to cause inflammation to your gut microbiome even more. And which is funny because like you have all these doctors who are telling people like, this golden rule of advice is like, oh, oh, just eat more vegetables and fruits. Oh, just eat more veggies and fruits. And it's like, generally speaking, that's not a bad idea. But for people who have gut issues, that is actually the one thing that they should avoid. So I think that carnivore is a great temporary short term diet for someone who is having like medical health problems with their gut microbiome. And they're trying to decrease inflammation. And then later, then they start re-adding things in that work for them after they've decreased inflammation and rebuilt their gut wall. And so I think that carnivore and veganism, they're both extreme diets. But I see the use case for carnivore in temporary terms. Um, and like the truth is like human beings were, were scavengers. Like we hunted mm -hmm. and we collected fruits. Like that's what human beings ate for most of our entire existence, you know? So I don't think it was just meat. It was meat and fruits and, you know, sometimes some nuts and seeds and, and sometimes some grains, but it was mostly just meat and fruit, you know? So that's what I believe in. Does it vary a lot? Like in this sense with people from different parts of the world. So it's like the yeah. heritage and, uh, biology of each person like from from for example from india and then from denmark and then from yeah. brazil does it vary in that sense yeah it does um you know so what's interesting is that you ever heard of like the blue zones yeah yeah so like every vegan like they, they always get into this topic where it's like oh but but look at the blue zones but look at the blue zones and it's like there was like this documentary and they found these places in the earth called blue zones that are supposedly vegan, you know, mm -hmm. and like there's one in Japan, there's one in California, there, I think there's one in Mexico, I, for, I forget. Um, and if you actually look at it, none of these places are actually vegan, none of them, not a single one of them. And that, mm -hmm. like that entire documentary is, uh, is a lie, but, um, you know, it, it does matter, you know, and, and every culture and every society, they have created things that have centered around their gut microbiome. So, for example, right, like um, every culture, for the most part, they have some kind of uh, like fermented or pickled uh, dish at the table. Mm -hmm. I don't know any that would be like in Mexico, but like, you know, we have sauerkraut, we have kimchi, we have yogurt, we have uh, kefir, uh, we have um, uh, natto, uh, you have pickled vegetables. So every culture, every society, they had some sort of fermented or pickled 
vegetable because that is actually the best kind of vegetable you can consume for your gut microbiome because it's been fermented and pickled. Um, you know, and, and like, for example, like in, in a lot of Northern European countries that uh, don't get enough sunlight, for example, like Norway, right? They right. also consume a lot of fatty fish. Why? Because what does the sun give you? The sun gives you vitamin D. When you live in an area in the world that doesn't have that much sunlight, fish are one of the few sources of vitamin D. And so if you look at it, every society, every culture around the world has created like this food synergy that has naturally occurred over thousands of years of them existed. And if you look at that, it's, it's truly magic, um, you know, and, and it's really cool. You know, like, for example, like in, I'm, I'm originally from Egypt. I was born here in America, but I'm Egyptian. And like in Egypt, they all ate fish. They all ate lamb. They all ate beef. They all ate fruit. They all ate... Um, you know, like the specific grain that was like an ancient grain called uh, freak in, uh, in ancient Egypt, you know. And so every continent, every culture, they all have specific foods that help their gut microbiome, that give them their protein, that give them their vitamin D. And in the modern world, we, we've been completely disconnected from that. And nutrition has almost become like religion. Where people are saying, oh, this this has to be, oh, no, yeah, screw you, and th this has to be this diet. Everyone has to eat this, and it's just like – it's all a distraction, um, and people are just trying to make money off it. Like that's really what it comes down to. Like that, the health and wellness industry grows in terms of like the billions of dollars, but every year people's health is getting worse and worse and worse. You know, And so a lot of these things that people are saying is just not working. Hmm. Yeah, and that, that's pretty interesting because, I mean, I, I hadn't thought about that. Like, yeah, would the wellness industry is supposed to, like, make make you live better or make you, like, have a great well-being, but it's actually counterproductive. So that's 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 quite interesting. Um, and then about, about the blue zones. So I, well, many, many of the things that we have been talking about, I can understand or relate to this. Uh, Netflix series. I don't know if you have seen it. It's uh, one of Zac Efron, Down to Earth. Oh yeah. So for I I, I like that show because uh, it's it's interesting to see how things supposedly work around the world in in this sense. And there, Nolene comes to mind. So for example, he's a wellness expert, um, and he's vegan or he says to be vegan. What are what are your thoughts on that? Or like. Yeah, what, what do you think about that? People who say that they're vegan? They're, they're in Olin, the guy from from that show who's also like a, a wellness expert, quote unquote. Um, and he also wrote this book called uh, Superfoods, I think. Uh, so, I mean, that, that, that's interesting because many of the people that talk about this uh, nutrition topic, mm -hmm. they do it like from, like the guys who, who talk about it, uh with knowledge and who have uh done the research like you for example you guys uh like support from what i can see like the, the omnivore diet but then there's yes. there are this uh because science does too and yeah exactly every year of human history yeah yeah but then there are these guys like for example this darren lean guy that i tell you about he's a vegan yeah. and then we've got liver king who is an extreme carnivore i, I, I mean right. he, he's more of a public figure than a nutrition yeah. expert um yeah. 
but, but for example what are your thoughts on lever king <laughs> uh so i honestly like i i was i mean it's not like i hated him but i was never really a fan of him you mm-hmm. know because like i i understand nutrition and i understand that like you know like he was just doing it for gimmicks like you know like he like his companies and his businesses make him a hundred million dollars every year mm-hmm. like he's he's just the mascot like you know what i mean like he's an image mm-hmm. um of the money that he's trying to make you know obviously like I, I like i eat liver like i eat beef liver cooked beef liver maybe like once a week um i don't really think eating raw liver is a good idea like i don't I, I don't know like this entire obsession for eating raw organs. Like I don't think that's mm-hmm. a good idea. I don't I don't advocate for that. Um because there's no reason to like there's no reason why you should eat raw organs. Like it doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Um I, I don't know why people say that. Like, people tell you, oh, it's it's more bioavailable. No, it's not. It's literally not. Like look at the science. Like if anything, the the nutrients and the calories and the protein actually becomes more bioavailable in meat when you cook it. Versus if you eat it raw. Um, so I'm not really a fan of Liver King, but I'm not, I don't hate him either. Like I just, he's just an entrepreneur. Like that's mm-hmm. all he is. Yeah. Same as these vegan people. Like they're not nutrition experts. They're literally just entrepreneurs. They're people who have seen a niche in the market and they've said, look at this group of, of people, look at all these vegans. And they go into that group and then tell them what they want to hear. And that's how they become successful and they make money. Because that group already exists. Mm-hmm. And so really what it is, it's all business. It's all money, man. Like it has nothing to do with nutrition experts. Like I, like when I was doing my podcast, I had on all these doctors. I had doctors on who were vegan doctors, people who were at the time where I didn't know that <clears throat> veganism was bad. Uh, like I had on all these people on. And now that I look back, like these people have, these people have no idea what they're talking about. Like these people have literally chosen a camp and they've said, I'm going to market and sell products to these gullible group of people who already believe that veganism is the right diet. Mm. And so like literally what they're doing is they're taking advantage of people. So it's like, imagine, imagine like, you know, um, you know, imagine, imagine like, you know, the, like a, the, there's a group of kids, right. And, and they're, and they're like, we want to eat just candy. And then some guy comes along and he's like, hey guys, guess what? Check out my candy-only sugar-based diet. All the kids are like, yeah, yeah, let's go, let's go, let's eat all this candy. He's going to be super popular. He's going to sell a bunch of things. That's literally what it is. So like, it's literally you're taking people and you're pandering to their narrative versus someone like me who's like, what are you guys doing? Like, that's not the right, like, that's not based on science. Like, what, like, are you, are you interested for your health? Are you, you know, you trying to grow your mental health? And again, like, that's why I got into all this. I got into all this because- I'm a mental health counselor and I'm a mental health advocate and eating a vegan diet is like the worst diet that you can eat for your mental health. Like, like I, I don't, I don't say this in any, um, I don't say this in any offensive or disrespectful way, but I'm telling you like the people who I know in my life who are like vegetarians and who are vegans are the most mentally unstable people that mm. I know. And like that, that opinion like may get me canceled or whatever it is. But it's the truth. And I'm not saying that from an opinion of like, oh, I'm I'm better than them and these people are dumb. No, I'm saying like your brain requires certain nutrients found in animal products. If you don't eat those foods, your brain is going to be operating at lower capacity. When your brain operates at lower capacity, mental health issues go up, your focus goes down, anxiety goes up, 
your mood issues go up. And so it's it's just like it, it makes complete sense. Um, and like the truth is that human beings are omnivores. Like don't let anybody tell you anything differently. Human beings are omnivores. It will always be that way. doesn't matter how advanced human beings are. Biology does not change. We will always forever, ever and ever and ever be omnivores because that's what our biology wants. That's it. It's it's interesting because, like, for example, with uh, this space exploration things and humans going beyond the Earth and those, and those topics, I... I wonder, like, how will it look like in the future when it gets more difficult to provide meat, for example, or animal-based products for people who go to space, or, or yeah, people like that. But I mean, that that'll be a uh... beef jerky. Yeah. Uh, well, I... all kinds of stuff, man. Well, yeah. I I, that's. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't that's really know about the topic. So. About, <laughs> yeah. That's the last thing I worry about, bro. Yeah. What about the, the people on Earth, man? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that I'm focused on. Exactly, and actually, to like to wrap this topic up and make it more practical for people listening, I would like you to like review what we have talked about into two parts. Like, what's the diet, so to call it, that could probably work for everyone? I I know that it depends from person to person, but like, what's like an overall approach that could work? And then what approach do you think people should take uh, for like researching and knowing uh, which people to listen to and yeah. what, what knowledge makes it make sense? Yeah. So the truth is like, I'll answer the second question first. The truth is like, I've been studying nutrition for seven years. I, I like, I've gotten trained and, and certified in nutrition. And honestly, for the average person to go out there, and be like, what's real, what's not real? It's almost impossible. Um, I can do it. And like, for example, I listen to debates from different doctors, from people who are carnivores versus vegans. Like, that's what I do. I listen to debates and I try to understand what are the discrepancies and what they're saying. You know, like I'll, I'll watch a debate between a carnivore and a, and a vegan and a carnivore will lay studies. They'll say, this is why, this is why. And then a vegan will just get mad at them. And they'll say, oh, you, you know, you shouldn't tell people this. And, and so it's like you through debates, you can see there's a logical reaction through data, through science, through information. And there's usually an emotional reaction that has no no evidence, no data, no science, no truth. And that's veganism. Um, and, and so like that's what I would do. Like look at debates from people from opposing sides and look at the discrepancies in what they're saying. Because then you can tell what's the truth and what's not the truth. Um, but honestly, you could just follow me, you know, so that, <laughs> there's, there's that. <laughs> nice. and, yeah. and Yeah, you know, so there's that. Um, so what the diet that people should be eating. So like at the end of the day, it comes down to you have to eat a diet that's a balanced diet in protein, fats and carbs. You should get protein from meat. You should get your fats from meat, specifically fish. Um You should get your carbohydrates from fruits. You can eat things like potatoes, white rice, um, you know, easily digestible carbs that are natural. And that's really it. Like literally just like look at what God has created. Like look at the most natural things. Anything that says, oh, a vegan plant-based, it was made by some company with mm -hmm. a ton of sugar and canola oil in it. You know, and so avoid like all processed packaged foods 
and literally just like eat meats, eat eggs, drink milk if you're not lactose intolerant, cheese, um, fruits, uh, vegetables if you want to. Like I eat low fiber vegetables. Like I eat arugula. I eat potatoes. Uh, sometimes I eat celery, different herbs like dill, cilantro, parsley. There's a lot of plants that are also like powerful, you know, like the different herbs, like those are all great, you know? And so um, that's what it is. And at the end of the day, like you have to understand, like you as a human being, like we're made out of animal cells. Like our cells are all animal cells. Plants are made out of plant cells. And so like you can't combine an animal cell with a plant cell. We're always going to be animal cells. So when you eat animals, your body digests it like that. Whereas if you eat plants, you we literally cannot even digest plants. Our gut microbiome, which is an ecosystem of bacteria, not human bacteria, bacteria, then they digest the plants and then they create these enzymes and these and these chemicals and then they give it to our animal cells, you know? And so like, don't let anybody tell you that you should be eating anything different. It's all just a marketing ploy. Just eat the diet that like your great, great, great grandparents ate. Literally just meat and just natural <clears throat> food, like like fruits, vegetables, nuts. Like that's what people ate. That's what you got to eat. That's it. What about mushrooms and fungi and those things? I love mushrooms. Um, I'm a big fan of mushrooms. I, uh, I, I eat like regular mushrooms on the regular. I also like went like when I was uh, at the beginning of this year when I was depressed. Um, I actually took a blend of functional <clears throat> mushrooms. I took. Lion's mane mushroom, cordyceps, reishi mushroom, turkey tail mushroom, uh, one other one that I forget. Um, and and like there mushrooms are probably like medicine. Like like mushrooms mm -hmm. are one of the most powerful because mushrooms uh, are a specific kind of compound called adaptogens. And what adaptogens do is they look at your cell, and if your cell is producing too much cortisol, it's too stressed mushrooms adaptogens will lower the stress in your body when your stress is too low which is how people can get tired and get depressed they increase the amount of stress in your body to bring it to homeostasis to baseline mm. and so mushrooms are some of the most powerful um ingredients in general um i would say in like supplement form i mean you can eat it but not but i mean you're just gonna eat like regular mushrooms but the real like medicinal mushrooms those are like a lion's mane mushroom cordyceps um I'm, i'm a big fan they helped me a lot on my journey hmm. yeah i mean because because that's interesting i haven't really done any research on mushrooms uh but but I, yeah i guess they work as well uh and well yeah thank you for all the all the knowledge and nutrition it's it's really a very interesting topic and one that like we can dive deeper into like without without stopping um and to start wrapping up this episode i would like you like to share what does the future look like for you what's what are your plans now i, I have seen that you have uh gotten deeper into uh, youtube that you're posting yes. more on there so Every yeah what day. does the future look like for you yeah so that that's the main thing man like i'm like i'm i'm trying to change the mental health system in america and that requires nutrition you know and so i'm a mental health counselor and the main thing that i'm trying to do is work on my YouTube to create a, like a library of knowledge. Uh, because part of the reason why veganism is so big 
is because of the vegan industrial complex on YouTube. There's all these YouTubers who have all these millions of followers who have made these videos and like, hey, if you eat this fruit, it's going to heal you. Oh, if you remove animal products from your life in three days, it's going to remove cancer. Like there's like all this bullshit that's out there and I'm, I'm, I'm fighting back against it, you know, and every single day I get backlash every single day. People tell me, oh, I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't care, you know, because I think back to those people who message me who say, hey, Mark, I ate a steak. I ate a piece of salmon and it literally changed my mental health um, and it changed my health over time, you know, so that's what I'm doing. So if people are interested, definitely look my name up on YouTube, Mark Metry. I have a bunch of, of like literally like I'm building a library of so many videos about all different kinds of topics from anxiety to foods to um, to whatever, you know, like I, I like I'll tell you, like the most recent video I have is like, you know, eating this food makes you smarter. Um, you know, the truth about confidence and how you can use food to build your confidence, uh, the number one cause of ADHD and how to fix your focus naturally through food. I have how to sleep in two minutes. Like I have all these different videos and, um, yeah, man. And I appreciate you, Emiliano. You're, you're awesome, man. And you're just at the beginning of your journey too. I'm excited to see where you go. Yeah. Thank you, man. As, as I told you, like I'm really still finger, figuring it out and I've been trying to figure, to figure stuff out for three years, but yeah, I mean, that's just the journey. And I, I enjoy a lot this, this conversations, like the one, the last one that I recorded was like five months ago, probably. So it was quite a long ago. Um, but yeah, I, I, I enjoy it and I, I appreciate you. I appreciate people like you and I, I appreciate these connections. Um, and yeah, is there anything else you'd like to uh, get into or? Yes. Sure? Yeah, yeah. I would, I would say, bro, I look forward to seeing your progress at the gym and make sure you eat your protein. Yeah, I will. <laughs> I will. I mean, I, I have to adapt my diet to to really get the protein in. Um, you just got to eat more meat. That's it. Okay, yeah, I I will. <laughs> Just eat eggs, eat chicken, eat steak, eat fish. That's it. And then, well, one last thing, actually. Yeah. What about yeah. intermittent fasting and those things? I mean, I don't have do heard intermittent that... fasting, bro. But like, yeah, exactly. I I have heard that for you me or people my age. You, yeah, if you should only do intermittent fasting if you're like obese and like you're trying to lose a lot of weight. So, do do not do intermittent fasting. Um, in a while like once a year or something you can like do a fast for 24 hours but other than that i'm not a fan of fasting mm. so like for the population overall it, it doesn't work or I, I mean i'm telling you like if you're obese then yeah sure do intermittent fasting but if you're not don't do intermittent fasting mm. yeah because i mean that, that that's also another thing that i have heard a lot about like uh, intermittent fasting for like overall health as well no no, no, don't do it. No, I, I did intermittent fasting for three years and it's, uh, I do not recommend, I'm telling you, don't do intermittent fasting unless you're obese. Don't do it because you're <laughs> trying to focus better or anything like that. It, it's a, it's like another scam. Okay. Well, <laughs> thanks for that. And yeah, <laughs> maybe, well... maybe if you're 60 and you're obese, then yeah, <laughs> do intermittent fasting. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, yeah. Th thanks again for that, man. And, and thank you for, for coming. <laughs> Of course, man.